Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a rainy, wet Thursday. What the hell is this? All right, so not uh, good weather. I know we're not a weather show, but I got to say it, not a good weather week for you to have a nice little baseball tournament in your hometown, is it, Ned? It is not, and it certainly played havoc with what's going on. You're making reference, of course, to the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament over at Hammonds Field. But right now, they are in a semblance of keeping within the schedule. That may all change today because we are having rain coming down. Like, we really needed the rain, didn't we? No, I got to tell you, I walked out in the backyard of my house, and I live in a real small house, and squished all the way around it. I've never had that happen before. That's how soggy the, the ground is. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, they're, they'll try to get the schedule in today. It's probably going to be disrupted. But it is pretty good news because the Bears are undefeated. Now, how about this? Missouri State completed a game they started on Tuesday. Completed it in about eight minutes. Yesterday, it's all they had, the ninth inning. And beat Illinois State 9-4. to That put the Bears into the double elimination round. It also put them up against the number one seed in the tournament, Southern Illinois. So the Bears played Southern Illinois. Sun was out. Beautiful afternoon yesterday, and the Bears made it more beautiful. Mason Hull had two home runs in the ball game. The Bears were bashing the ball all over the lot and got a 5-1 victory over Southern Illinois. That's a big, big win. Forrest Barnes from Ozark, Missouri, threw, and this is a rarity, a complete game. All Ooh, nine innings. Man. That says something. What a hell of a game. So that puts the Bears in the winner's bracket. Now here's a team that's seeded sixth and has had a star-cross year with injuries, but they are in the winner's bracket. Their next game, as of now, is scheduled for tomorrow, Friday, in the afternoon against the loser of one of the first-round games today. That's if they play today. <laughs> That's very problematic. Now, judging from this forecast, rain might end maybe this afternoon, maybe this evening somewhere. And those folks in Hammondsfield do a pretty doggone oh, yeah, good they, job of drying things out. So out we'll quick. have to see what happens. Maybe they'll get the schedule in. We'll have to wait and see. But right now, the Bears play at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I guess in a weird off chance, the rain and this crappy weather has been actually helping the Bears. So mm. we'll keep it coming, Mother Nature. <laughs> On the prep side of the diamond, uh, have any of the uh, teams punched a ticket to the state finals yet? Well, yes. We had the quarterfinal round in classes one and two yesterday. Class one, Southwest Missouri completely eliminated. Norwood and Billings were both beaten in their baseball competition. Norwood played here. The game with Oran and Norwood was played at Hillcrest on uh, artificial turf. Billings got their game in, lost it to uh, Nor- uh, beg your pardon to a St. Elizabeth, fourteen to nothing. Class two had a tremendous matchup: Gainesville, a really good team, and Marionville, the defending state champion. There will be a new class two state champion. Marionville was beaten yesterday, two to one. Ugh. What a heartbreaking oh, loss that's that a heartbreaker. is. But more pro- more power to the uh, folks from. Down in Gainesville, they are going to the semifinals starting next Monday at uh, U.S. Ballpark down in Ozark. Now, classes three, four, five, and six all still have to play their quarterfinal rounds, and that'll be coming up today, maybe, tomorrow, Saturday. And then we'll find out the rest of the fields going in. The state championships begin on Monday and run Monday through Saturday all at uh, U.S. Ballpark. That's next week, of course. It's a championship week in Ozark. 
and it's a big one there, the high school state finals. Yeah, and if you're looking for something to do, go watch some of that action. Some of these kids play. are really, really good players. Um, last but not least, i got to give props to the media department at the Kansas City Chiefs for just literally having a camera guy on that uh, practice field all the time so I can watch some of these OTAs that the teamers are doing. Um, I'll tell you right now, did you see that one-handed grab Justin Ross did yeah, yesterday? I did. Holy, I did see it. That's a, holy That's a moly. big catch, but you have to understand, he, he's a talented athlete. Nobody questions that. The guy was the leading receiver in the Atlantic Coast Conference in 2018. That doesn't come by a fluke. He's a good player. Can he withstand a whole season? There's the question, because... Everybody. It's a 17-game regular season plus three preseason games. The kid was undrafted. He's had a spinal fusion. He's had a broken foot. Kid can play. No question about that. Can he withstand? That's the question that I, hope he I can, think everybody man. has. And that's what the Chiefs have to ask themselves if he keeps a place on the roster. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys fighting for that uh, place on that 53-man roster. What's the... Uh, schedule for the OTAs. Well, the OTAs wind up today. That's the first two. Mm-hmm. That's for the rookies and the free agents and so forth. Next week, they have a session of four, four OTAs. They're not mandatory. The veterans don't have to show up. But that's four days, and I think the dates are, oh gosh, something like June the 7th through the 10th, something like that. So that's the latter part of next week. Then they have the three-day minicamp, and that is mandatory for all 90 players, and that's June 14th through the 16th. Then they break, get ready for camp in St. Joe, and that'll be coming up the latter part of July I and early August. Blowing my mind, we're getting that close. But hey, you can hear me complaining. Football is coming back. Blues are in Colorado. It's a must-win. They've got to win them all. But that started yesterday. Were they able to accomplish that feat? They were with a, just an utterly unbelievable comeback that uh, really kind of surprised the daylights out of me. Colorado had a 3-0 lead in the second period. Blues came back, scored a goal. It was 3-1 going into the third. St. Louis, uh, I remarked to myself, watching it alone, that, hey, the Blues are playing much more aggressive hockey than the Avalanche is. They deserve more. And sure enough, they got it. And with 56 seconds... 56 seconds remaining in the uh, regulation period. The Blues tied the game at 4-all. Colorado had a 4-3 lead. And the Blues tied it, sent into overtime. And three minutes into the overtime, the Blues win 5-4. That's a great comeback. Still, as you mentioned, they have to win everything, including tomorrow night when they play back in St. Louis again. And that would force a Game 7 if that were to happen. And that Game 7 would be back in Colorado again. But I'm telling you, the Blues played very well, very aggressive hockey. There's, we've talked about this time and again. Colorado is a quicker team, but St. Louis is a physical team. And with that physique, they were able to take Colorado, at least for last night, out of their game plan late. And the Avalanche could not, could not respond. They made some key mistakes on defense. St. Louis made them pay for it. Very nice win for the Blues coming from behind. Can't believe it. Well, hey, Ed, you know what I always say about the teams I root for? Give me a season to root for, and that's all I can ask. And the Blues have definitely done that, and they're not going to go down. Uh, they're not going to take it lying down, Ned. Hopefully they can get a win in St. Louis. Um, uh, crazy to think that last night the only uh, baseball team in Missouri, at least on the uh, pro level, was uh, Springfield Cardinals playing. Did they get a win? They did, and I guess it was dry down in Tulsa. It didn't dry anywhere. I don't else. know how the hell that's possible. <laughs> there must have just been a giant circle around the town. Well, of course, they're several hours west of us and the low pressure this is not a weather show but the low pressure is moving past anyway 
One Oak Park is where the Tulsa Drillers play. It's a relatively new stadium, been around now for about eight, nine years, somewhere around there. And the Springbirds went in there and won last night, 7-4. to four. They're one of the new additions that we talked about, one of the new call-ups, did play last night. Mason Wynn played at shortstop, and it was 1-3 for three with an RBI. That's pretty doggone good. But maybe that's infectious because the Cardinals responded well, got a number of hits, some key RBI hits from Jordan Walker and company, and a 7-4 win over the Tulsa Drillers. They'll play again tonight, and then they play two tomorrow night to make up for a rainout on Tuesday. Man, busy weekend for those guys. Um, kind of a low-scoring game last night in the uh, NBA playoffs, wouldn't you say? In a sense, it was. There was more defense, and <laughs> defense in the NBA is also known as thuggery. <laughs> Boy, these guys are beating the hell out of each other. And, and nothing is called. <laughs> Anyway. But but honestly, you know what though? I if if we're gonna we're gonna go down that road, I would I would lean to the side of let him play. I mean, you can't punch a guy in the face, but let him play, especially at this level. Ticky tacky stuff is gonna cost situations, and you don't want that. Except let him by play. some of this is not ticky tacky stuff. I mean, there are guys charging down the lane, players moving from position to take charges, which shouldn't be. They should be blocks, but over and above all that, they do let, the, they being the officials, do let them have physical contact. And it's more like a football game than it is basketball. Having said all that, Celtics win 93-80, and Boston played the better game. I've said on this show a number of times, I really feel like Boston and Golden State are the best teams in these conferences, in these playoffs, I should say. Uh, Boston and Miami are very good matchup. But now the Celtics have a three games to two lead and the series moves back to Boston. It behooves Boston to win this one and close the series because if they have to go back to Miami for a game seven, could be dangerous. That will be very tough. Could be dangerous. And uh, we thought that the Warriors were going to put it to bed. Do you think they're going to do it tonight? I'm not, not <laughs> offering any predictions here. He's being cautious. <laughs> the, the series does move back to Golden State and Golden State does have home court advantage in this thing. But this is Game 5 coming up tonight. It's 3-1 uh, to one in favor of Golden State. Another win, and they're into the into the, Nas- or the NBA National Championship. So we'll see. Golden State's pretty good basketball. Yeah, they are. They're a complete team. All right, well, you have a great day. Stay dry. Don't forget your umbrella.